Well, here's my story. I was living the dream. I was working in a job that paid well, going on nice vacations, had a lot of friends, great husband and kids. I had everything I thought I wanted or should want, but I wasn't feeling it. At 49 years old, I found myself ready and willing to rewrite almost every single story in my life. It will always be a work in progress, but that focus and intention has taken my life in an incredible new direction. And now I want to show you that you can do it too. Let's take five days together and write a brand new story for your life. A new story about your work, your relationships, your health, your money, all of it. I'll meet you Monday, August 21st through Friday, August 25th at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST for the Back to You free transformational challenge where we will rewrite your story. Each day, I'm going to lead live workshops where I walk you through the steps you need to take to rewrite your story. And don't worry, I have it all recorded and available for you if you can't make it live. Do you want to be exactly where you are right now, one year from today? No? Then save your seat. Let's rewrite your story together. Link in my bio. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. Well, there was a point in building my business where I needed to scale to hire a company to build out my brand. Today, I am interviewing the woman that helped me get my business to the next level, and I'm telling you all about the mindfuckery, as I call it, that I had to overcome to get there. This is a juicy conversation about the mistakes that women make in business, the mistakes that I made, and why we need to build businesses differently as women. This episode is so good, it's gonna have two parts. Don't miss my big announcement in part two. Want to know how to be a strategic businesswoman to build a scalable, profitable business? Listen and learn. I always say I have the best job in the world. I get to help women unlock their limitless potential so they can have it all. If your mind is saying you can't have it all, that's fear running the show. I'm here to tell you, the only thing between you and holistic success is you. The doors to Limitless Warrior are officially open. Join Limitless Warrior. It's time to dig deep and shine bright. It's time to permanently break up with fear. If you want all the holistic success you've been dreaming of, join us. It's a 12-week program, once a week, on a Zoom for 90 minutes. Get off that hamster wheel and be the limitless woman you know you are inside. The link to save your spot is limitless-warrior.com. Join us. All right, everybody, you guys know I love to share all my secrets with you. And today I am sharing one of my secrets of my business success. Today on the show, Kim Dismantos, she is joining us. Kim is the founder of the Strategic 
businesswoman, an all-female team dedicated to helping build self-sustaining, profitable businesses. Their focus is to give you the freedom to live life on your terms while growing an aligned business. Ooh, la la la. Kim and her team believe women need a unique approach to thrive in business, and we're going to talk about that today. By taking a holistic view of your business, you can unlock untapped potential, leverage your strengths, and fuel sustainable growth. So today we are going to break free, everyone. We're going to break free from the limitations of our businesses, and I'm going to give you some tips, and so is Kim, on how to transform your business into a vehicle for unlimited possibilities. Welcome to the show, Kim. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited. I can't even hear, wait to hear what we say. <laughs> I know, I know. God, I'm going to have my pen and paper ready here. Get, get your, listen, she's not kidding. I have few people, and everybody knows this. I got a few people that when they speak, I'm like, get your pen out. One of them is Tracy Litt. Another one is you, Kim. I have a couple people where I'm like, and I just see people looking while she's talking. I'm like, get your pen out. What are you doing? Get your pen. Get your phone. Get in the notes. She's gold's coming out of her face. Do something. Like it's like to me, it's like a five alarm fire. I'm like, get it. Do something. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's what we're doing today. That's where that's what we're all about. You um, be pre-wand, audience. Pre-wand. Pre-wand. Yeah. Get your pen out. Get your pens or just, you know, something. Um, Kim, we met through my friend, Rachel Freeman, who was a guest on this podcast and very, really, actually a really popular episode about her take on diet and exercise and all the myths behind that. Uh, she's a really successful health and fitness business. She's a queen, health and fitness queen. Um, and I loved how her business was exploding and she was very joyful in the process. And she just happened to say, I wasn't even asking. She just happened to name drop. Oh, I work with this great company and this woman, Kim. And I was like, well, I need, you need to introduce me to this woman. So that's how we met. So all credit to Rachel, but I hired you to grow Warrior Women Inc. Uh, and boy, has it grown. Uh, we are going to give some gold nuggets today, as I said, about why women specifically need to grow their businesses differently than men in order to sustain them. So that is what we're talking about today. But before we get into that, I want to learn more about you, Kim. You, baby. Uh, my Australian <laughs> princess. Um, in your pre-interview, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, many a time I'm reading this pre-interview questionnaire, I send it out, I'm making a script, I look for good questions to ask, I do my research, I do my back end, I look around, I do all the things. I had not, I really was shocked by the amount of kind of trauma and hardship and things you've been through in your life. It really was, you know, on, if I, if regularly people will mention two or three things, but I guess because you're writing your book, you have, you mentioned all the things. But it was a lot of stuff. And it, it really, I was like, wow, it even more showed me how incredible your story is and how how it how incredible it is that you are here in this level of success now in your life. So how do you think those things have led to the woman you've become? I'm, ha I'm happy for you to tell anything you want to tell us, but I just want to know when you look at all that, all the things you've been through, like some of these really deep traumas and that you're at this level of success, how do you think those things correlate? Mm. Well, thank you so much. And I mean, we've kind of baited everyone here, haven't we? 
<laughs> so so we have to share a little um my history is really rich and it it varies from sexual assault to finding my, myself single um and pregnant at 19 years old and going through quite a intense i would say experience with my son's father where he was just a month before my son was born caught importing large amounts of cocaine into the country and me being totally oblivious to it you know and so it was such a mark on my life at that age and you're right it's very difficult to grow past those things but to answer your question i really think that it is about about gratitude. Like I'm honestly just going to be um honest there that over the years what I've I've done a lot of work, therapy, different types of modalities and it genuinely comes down to loving your history. And I do. I love every single rape, every single finger that has been on me that I haven't wanted there. I'm grateful for every single experience because it has indeed created and shaped the woman that I am today. I don't doubt that if I hadn't have had those experiences, my life would look dramatically different now. And I don't want that. I love the life that I live. So how can I not just look at my history with such love and such gratitude? Yeah, but you know what? Listen, I'm not letting you off that easy. Because <laughs> I, I have to, I always, when I'm in this podcast, I think to myself, what is my listener saying right now? And my listener is saying right now, okay, great. So you're grateful for these people touching you and raping you and doing all these things. How do you get to that? Because let me just say, there are people who've been through far less who are still pissed. Like my mother-in-law treats me like shit. So let me carry that shit around. My husband, you know, cheated on me. Even, even though I'm, I'm going to keep the relationship going, I'm going to every single day mm -hmm. think about the day I learned that my husband was, you know, people really take these things on and they have a really hard time letting things go, especially something like a rape or something where people are, you know, whatever, like the husband leaving you and you're pregnant and he's going, you know, to jail as you're thinking you had a husband and now you don't have one and you're, you know, young and pregnant and just, you know, whatever. But if you had to tell yeah. us, what is the first step in that? Well, thank you for calling me out on that, Liz, because I do think that sometimes you can get to this stage in life and you're sharing where you're at. And it can seem impossible for someone listening to actually think, how how do you get to the point where you feel absolute gratitude for someone um, violating your body in that way, right? Or violating your trust in that way. And I didn't deal with it well. Let me be honest. This yeah, has been I mean, a 20-year a journey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't, especially after the first rape when I was 14. I uh, found self-harm, and I actually spent a good portion of my teenage years into my early 20s cutting myself from my wrists to my face to my stomach my entire body was sliced and diced because I had no other way to process the trauma and the hurt and the pain that I was feeling from all of these terrible things that had happened, yeah. you know? And so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that way. Although I do think <laughs> that, you know, it, it was something that kept me alive, right? But in terms of what the turning point was for me, it really was when I started to I guess a shift into a 
deeper curiosity around the experiences. And I would say that that curiosity is what led me to then start investing in myself in ways that I wouldn't have before. Because prior to that curiosity, I was in such a state of anxiety and stress, and my body didn't have the ability to ground or relax into anything. And so it was that curiosity, you know, and that came in the form for me personally as journaling, you know, and so I started writing about uh, all the thoughts that I had in my head and the things that happened. And it just sparked inward kind of conversation with myself, which was so incredibly powerful. And I feel almost cliche saying that because you've probably heard before how powerful journaling is. You should do journaling, et cetera, et cetera. But it was a conversation with myself. It wasn't journaling. I see it as a conversation with myself where I was getting curious. And I was like, what are you feeling here? Why are you experiencing this? Why now after all these rapes, are you putting your body basically out for prostitution? You know, why, why are you making these choices in life? You know, being totally transparent, it was years of, of self-harm and abuse, um, that then led me to kind of the first modality that I used, which was network chiropractic, you know, where I was able to get into my body. And then there's been, you've probably heard of practices like EMDR therapy, Gestalt therapy, practices like that, that really helped me to uncover, you know, what was happening inside. And and that's been years, years and years. I still have a therapist to this day, you know, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah. And, and, you know, the great thing about this healing journey is that it's healing. It, it's you're, no one's ever healed. It's your healing yeah. process, right? So you, and it's good that you are open to that. Like that you're not, because I think some people get really frustrated. They're like, I'm done. I did the therapy. Yeah. I'm, I'm done now. It's like, no, well, <laughs> then there's always like a new level and something you're going through and maybe it triggers some old thing. And it's good to have something in place, right? That you can go to when things are starting, starting to happen or, or change or something is activated or, you know, it's, it's, I yes. love that. I love that you have that. I'm so glad you said that because honestly, you know, I, I think it's, I, I feel like sometimes I listen to podcasts and someone's like, I'm a billionaire. And I'm like, that's awesome. And they're like, and I'm a billionaire because I have seven businesses. And I'm like, that's awesome. Amazing. I want to talk about when you weren't a billionaire and you were super insecure and you didn't know what the hell you were doing and you were looking at other billionaires going, that's never going to be me. How did you get to that point? Like people don't ever tell the how, right? And so, you know, it's all nice to tell the big stories and like have you on as this, you know, million dollar business owner and, and all these amazing things you've done. But it's people need to know that it's just it's not like you woke up and you were like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to create a million dollar business today. What am I? What is it? A Tuesday? Um, I think I'm going to do, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's always things that people have to overcome and get through and analyze and dig deeper on and all of that to get to where to get to the good stuff. It's totally true. And in fact, I would say business in its essence is the vehicle to bring up every single insecurity that you have and look at it face on and be like, are you game or not? You know, it's tough going into business, you know, and I think particularly for women, because we really do seem to take things personally, right? And I think that that in itself is something that 
Um, my company uh, sees every single day, and it's what we have developed our entire um, business model around is really helping women to depersonalize and detach from business because you know, ultimately, while you might not want to hear this, business is not about you, you know, it's not personal, you know, that launch that was a flop, it's not personal, you know, but for some reason, we take it really to heart. And that can take us out of the game for hours, days, weeks, months, years. And that to me is just tragic because we need more, more women in the world making more money because the world will be a better place, quite frankly, in my opinion. Yeah. And we're going to get deep into that because there was a point in us working together where I absolutely freaked the fuck out. I freaked out and I literally wanted to quit everything. I I literally stopped answering your emails. I stopped. I was like, didn't meet with you. I was like hiding away. And I couldn't figure it out because I had asked for this. I had said, scale me. I had said, I want to make more money. I had said, I want to go, here's all the things I want to do. I had asked for this. And yet I was so triggered and upset, but you were calling me to a higher level, but I had already called myself to the higher level and I just freaked out and got scared. So, but this did lead to a major breakthrough, which was so incredible. So. What was that looking like being on the other side of me, Kim, <laughs> as like, here I am, you know, I, we, I hire you. We love each other. We're having so much fun. We're iterating this business. We start yeah. like your team starts making all these amazing things and we're into implementing and all of a sudden it was like, boom, no. So what, what did it look like on your end? <laughs> I mean, it just looked like a gorgeous Liz process, you know? <laughs> Um, And I think that this kind of circles back to what I was saying was we didn't take it personally, you know? And so by not taking it personally, we were able to just hold space for you and hold the container for you, right? Because I'm not sure if it was um, the moment that I gave you feedback on your your sale call, because I think that it kind of went downhill um, in in that like pretty dramatically. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was that exact moment, but that definitely was one of the moments for sure. Yeah. You had given me feedback. I had considered myself a sales queen. And so that had become part of my identity. Hello, taking things personally. It's me, Liz. (laughs) And so I was over here taking that personally, meaning as a point of pride, actually, like I am a sales queen. I can like sell things. And then you know, you were, we were talking about, okay, well, what if you're not selling to people you actually know? Cause a lot of the people who are doing, you know, coming into my programs at that point were people who knew me pretty well. And so, you know, you were trying to call me up. Okay. What if this person does not know you? Like, it's not going to be the same. And so you were giving me sales feedback and I was like, oh my God. And it made me question myself and say, oh my God, maybe I'm not good at sales. Like maybe, oh my God. And at first I wanted to make you wrong. I was like, she's wrong. You know, then I was like, Oh my God. Like what, you know, what if she's right? Like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? Right. It like, I had this whole crisis because I had taken that personally. I had taken it as part of my identity that I was the sales queen. Yes. And I'll say that because of that, taking that personally, that the space or the time frame for us to deliver extended by months right? And so when you start to think about your um, business growth, right? And you start to think about your company and, you know, if you're listening, you're probably uh, like 
earlier on in your business journey, you can't afford to be wiped out for weeks and months because your business suffers because there's so many moving parts that are still reliant on you, you know? And so it ends up being the case that these traumas or triggers that happen in business because you're taking things personally basically mean that it impacts your entire revenue and cash flow for the year and the years to come, you know? And so it's very impactful. Oh, yeah. And I will say that this goes back to this shift, right? You can be one day saying to yourself, well, I've been sexually assaulted and I've had these things happening to me and my life is sort of like doomed. I have a dark cloud over me. And then you have a shift. You start you know, journaling, which is powerful because it is really talking to your subconscious mind, but you start to have a shift of perspective and all it takes is a shift of perspective. That's what people don't realize. You don't need to like do really much of anything. It's just when you invite mm-hmm. that curiosity, all you're doing is questioning And in the questioning, it opens the door to, oh, wait, maybe this isn't the only perspective I could have on this. What if there was a different perspective I took on it? One that would make me feel more powerful or more free or more easy or more calm or more grounded or more safe or more, right? And so at first I was not open to another perspective. That's what kind of took me out. And then I realized, oh, but what if there was? What if there was another perspective? What if the perspective is you hired her? You already knew where you were going. And of course you're scared to go there because like you don't have, I don't have anybody in my family that was showing me how to do this. Like my dad was an entrepreneur, but he didn't, he wasn't doing this level of business and didn't under, you know, he was didn't have a business like this. And I, so I'm, I'm over here. I feel like, you know, flying without a net. And so I had gotten used to kind of like flying without a net until it was like, oh no, now we're going to go really fly. We're going to really leap higher, right? Which is again, what I wanted, right? Yes. So shifting that perspective brought me back and made me understand like, oh, this is actually part of it. It's normal to freak out when your business is growing. It's normal. In fact, that's how you know you're doing it right. If you start freaking out, (laughs) that's how you know you're actually doing it right. That's what's like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? It's like, yes, that's where you should be. That sounds good. You know, and you have to kind of go slow. You cannot go a hundred million miles an hour. You have to kind of meter out like, okay, like make it safe, make it feel good so that you can build on it. Because I think it's at one point I was just feeling like I was going you know, Mach 20 with my hair on fire. And then I had like no hair left. And I was like, what's happening? So part of that lesson also was me slowing myself down and saying, okay, hold on. Let me just acclimate to what's happening here so that I can actually hold it for myself and not blow it up. Yes. Oh, Liz, I'm so glad you said that because I think that there is this tendency to want to rush, rush, rush. Let me finish this. Let me do this. Let me get this out. You know, whereas I would say that one of the strongest strategies that we have ever, or that I personally have ever used in my business is slowness. Like take the dial down, give yourself space to percolate and to get curious, breathe into things, you know, and give yourself that ability to create the shift that you need to move forward more powerfully, you know? Yes. 
that is where the power lies when you can really slow yourself down, you know, and and trust that everything is happening for you rather than to you. Yes. And if you really want to go there, Kim, everything is happening from you. Oh, yes. And I know that you can appreciate that more than any person yeah. because that yeah. the first level is yeah. everything's happening to me. Mm. Oh my God, my, I don't speak to my sister anymore. I don't, my dad, I don't speak to my dad. All these things are happening to me. The next pers- perspective is everything's happening for me. Yes. Oh, you know what? This is here to teach me a lesson. This is here to show me the path. This is part of my purpose. This is part of my journey. This is part of why I'm here. And then the ultimate perspective where you really know the universe has your back is it's happening from you. I created this experience. I'm creating yeah. this to bring myself to this certain place because that's why, that's why I'm here. So that's, to me, the highest level is everything's happening from me, that we're generating it. I mean, we are the ultimate reality show producers. We are producing a show. And so you could have one show, which is I've had a shit life. And so I'm just going to continue to have a shit life. And that's going to be my life. Or you could say, wow, I've had some really crazy things happening to me in my past. I feel like that my destiny is, is, is in my own control. And I am going to actually make shift my perspective and totally turn things in the direction that I really think I meant to be in. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. So true. Yes. And isn't that just so powerful to know that it doesn't matter what has happened, even in the past minute, the past hour, there is always, always another perspective or another shift that you can make to turn it around completely, you know? And just to note on what you were saying before about like, nobody speaks about the how, being totally transparent, I still wake up. Like, it's not like I've been in business 10 years and it's not like I wake up every day feeling great about my company. Thank no you. way. Thank you very no much. Do it. Yes. Yeah. Like no way at all. In fact, sometimes I wake up with, for no reason at all, an anxiety pit in my stomach that feels like it has its hold on me. And so I can either continue my day feeling like that or I can shift my perspective. And I do that by putting in a podcast. I do that by using wonderful tools, things that you teach in um, your programs. Um, I do that by going to the gym and having a consistent routine. Like, it's not like it just happens. You know, you have to show up. You have to put your energy where you want to go, you know? Yeah. And if you're waking up with the anxiety pit, again, sometimes that means you're just on the right track. It just means that you're right where you're supposed to be because you're you're ascending to a new level. You're going to a new place. You're nervous about it because you haven't been there before. You haven't done it. And so it's new and new things are scary. So when new things are happening, we sometimes we wake up in the morning like, oh my God, what if this launch doesn't work? What if I'm crazy? I just built this whole thing with Kim. Maybe it's stupid. Maybe no one wants to buy it. That's what every business owner goes through. Every single, yeah. that is the most normal thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I just want to normalize the shit out of that. Like, oh my God, I'm nuts. No one's going to do this. Like, yes. When I started this goddamn podcast, I thought it was going to be me and my mother listening. Yeah. That's yeah, what I thought yeah. really was going to happen. Now it's in the top 1.5% globally. That's not, that was never 
something I could even conceive of. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I will wake up and I'll be like, is that really true? Like I go and check it sometimes just to make sure I'm not nuts, you know, <laughs> like, but, but that all doesn't happen overnight. And that took a ton of like regulating myself to be like, Oh, like I can get in my head about that, Kim. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my God. What should I, who should I have on? There's too yeah. many people listening. I, yeah. I cannot do that to myself, right? Like yeah. I don't, I choose to not do that to myself, but don't, it's not like I don't have those passing thoughts. Oh yes, I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, it's I normal mean, to feel like that. Yes, it's normal. And I think though, that what you touched on that is, is that personalization of business of catastrophizing very, very normal business situations, you know? And I think that that, if you can wrap your head around the fact that a client asking for a refund, totally normal, happens all the time, happens totally every normal. day. Client yeah. not being happy happens every day, totally normal. Every business experiences it, you know, like all of these things are very, very normal, you know, and it just means that you're growing and yeah. you're building a business. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, because at age 30, you started your own business born of your deep passion to help women. Exactly what we're talking about now. So, and you wanted them to become wealthy in their own right. That was really important to you. That's a driving force. Like you want women to not only have businesses, but you want them to make a lot of money. You want women to be able to be independent. Why was that so important to you? Person who was a single mother, whose husband went to prison and left her out of nowhere. Well, I mean, that kind of answers it, you know, like when I was uh, like 19 and a month away from giving birth, you know, I'm, uh, you know, the federal police, there's this one night where, you know, the federal police have knocked on my door. We have a search warrant to, you know, come in and search your house. And, and I was heavily pregnant. And in that moment, I am standing there in the lounge room with all these men going through my stuff, just crying and it was such, it's such a vivid moment in my life, you know, and it it really was born from that moment because all of a sudden, you know, my partner had been providing income for us and I had no other, other desire to do anything in my life other than have babies and be a good wife. And that was it, right? And all of a sudden the world just turned upside down in one night, you know, and I was on welfare, you know, all like, like, bam, overnight on welfare. And in Australia, I'm going to say that welfare is pretty damn great. Um, It's not like in the States, but it still um, is very restrictive in so many ways. And it, for me, was a moment I was in the welfare office, just like I just had my son. I was crying. It was just, I was embarrassed. I felt so much shame for everything that had happened. I felt like it was my fault. And it was in that moment that, for me, was the kind of 17-year journey to actually starting a business and running a business that really helped women become wealthy in their own right, no matter what it was. Because for me, there was no way I was going to let my son and I get into that cycle of poverty where um, single mothers often find themselves. It was like <laughs> my feet were in the were in the ground and I was like, no, we are not going down that path. No, 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 no. And I changed the tides. And, um, you know, and that for me was, I can do it. You can do it. You know, 
it's really as simple as that. There's nothing special about me. I'm very special. I am a very special human, but there's nothing special about me. You know, anyone can create wealth and um, women in particular make better financial decisions than men in terms of how they invest their money. And so when we are over here, you know, making business personal, we are like we're we're taking away our ability to give to the world in a really powerful way, you know, and that is why I started this company. <laughs> yes. And I love that. I love that you're you're driven by that and you can see that so vividly still in your mind. Um, so let's talk about this. So we've, we've been dancing around this. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of women that I coach are entrepreneurs and, you know, they say things like, well, I'm putting myself out there. And I say, I'm going to stop you right there. You're actually not putting yourself out there. This is your business that's out there. You are not out there. You are totally safe and fine. Your worth is non-negotiable. We're not putting you out there to see what people think of you. We are putting a business idea out. And guess what? If someone doesn't like it, fuck them. Right? Like, honestly. So it is one of those things that women do do. And that's why we're talking about women doing business differently, that we need a different way that we're looking at things. So what are some of the pitfalls? Like from taking this, like, you know, personally, like what what are some of the pitfalls or what are some of the things that you you notice about women in their business that prevent them from achieving success and what can we what can we do about it ah uh, 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 you're gonna have to wait for part two so you can find out all the rest of this juicy conversation about how to be a strategic businesswoman and you're gonna hear my big announcement stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> 